is coming up now on Established in the Faith. The people in the church that day, they should have shouted all over that church. They should have run outside telling everybody, we found the Messiah. But instead of doing that, which would have been the correct response, the Bible says they were astonished. neighbor and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to Mark chapter 6, beginning with the first verse, Mark chapter 6, verse 1. And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And this is where the Lord was delivered the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he found the place, Isaiah chapter 61. And this is where he read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And when he read that, he then began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Now, if you will, take a look at Mark. 6, verse 2, latter half of that verse, we're going to see the response of the people to what Jesus had to say. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter? the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. He could there do no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went round about the villages teaching. And I want to use for a subject this morning the response to Jesus' great announcement. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come before your mighty throne of grace today, Lord, I thank you for sending your Son into this world to die for our sins, that we might be saved. So it's through and by your precious blood that we come before your throne of grace today. Lord, there are many needs, many needs in this place, many needs by radio today. And Lord, I pray today 
that as your word goes forth, I pray, O oh God, that needs will be met. Lord, anoint me today to rightly divide this word of truth. Lord, anoint your people to hear it, to receive it. Lord, your people might be edified and drawn closer to you is my prayer today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. This was to be a great day for the people there in the little village of Nazareth. The greatest visitation, the greatest revelation that any people anywhere at any time could ever see, witness, or experience was to take place in that little synagogue in the little village there of Nazareth. God, and I'm speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, was to come and be in their midst. And He was to reveal Himself to the people that day. The ironic thing about it is that ever since his birth and the time that he was down in Egypt, he spent the rest of his life there in the little village of Nazareth. Almost 30 years. And I want you to get this this morning. God had been in the midst of these people for almost 30 years. And the people, although they knew Jesus, they had seen Him outside the house for years, whittling on a piece of wood, turning it into a plow yoke. Many times they had seen Him come down out of a wooded area with a log across His shoulders. And people would walk by him day after day. It was business as usual, carrying on their daily routines, day in and day out, in the presence of God. And they were none the wiser that God was in their midst. These people grew up with Jesus Christ. They knew him. But yet they lived their lives on a daily basis in the midst of the presence of God and they were none the wiser. I wonder today how many in this church, how many of you listening by radio, you grew up in the church. You know all about Jesus Christ. You do things, you go about your daily life, your daily routines, and you do things in the presence of God on a daily basis, and it, you don't realize it, it doesn't sink in, but you're living in the presence of God. Let me tell you this. If we would come to that revelation that everything we do is done in the presence of Almighty God, we'd be careful what we say. We'd be careful about what we look at over television, what we listen to over the radio. And Jesus read this scripture, Isaiah 61. The sevenfold purpose of the Messiah. It answers every problem that mankind has. 
and it's answered through the person of Jesus Christ. How many of you in here today, you've got Jesus? Well, let me tell you this. You don't have a problem. You've got a solution. Glory to God. Mm. The people that sat in that synagogue that day, the answer to their problem was in their midst. Every sick person in that place could have been healed by the power of Almighty God. Had there been a blind man there, he could have seen. Had there been a leper there, he could have been cleansed. The answer was right there in front of them. And Jesus said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Good grace and mercy. That ought to be enough to make a free will Baptist shout. The people in the church that day, they should have shouted all over that church. They should have run outside telling everybody, we found the Messiah. The one whom Isaiah spoke about is in our midst today. But instead of doing that, which would have been the correct response, the Bible says they were astonished. They were amazed. Why? Because Jesus didn't meet their expectations. You see, they had it in their minds that the Messiah would come riding a gilded chariot pulled by white steeds. In their minds, the Messiah would be of the upper class, the aristocracy of Israel. A powerful man who would deliver them from the oppression of Rome. A man who would be educated in one of the greatest colleges there in that area, headed up by Gamaliel. But Jesus did not meet their expectations. And they were astonished. And they said, verse 2, From whence hath this man these things? What college did you go to? You didn't graduate from Mount Olive. Who do you think you are? Oh, let me, deal, let, 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 let me do a little meddling here for a few minutes. You see, we've we got churches all in this denomination that are needing pastors right now. But you know there's some churches that will not hire a pastor because he doesn't have a doctorate from Mount Olive. Never mind that he got his degree from some other seminary. But they're ticklers for particular schools. Which brings me to the next question they asked there in verse 2. What wisdom is this which is given unto him? Who does this man think he is? He ain't been to college. He ain't sat under Gamaliel, one of the greatest professors of that day. He hasn't sat under the teachings of Freud. 
Maslow and Rogers? Where is his degree in psychology? Let me tell you, a lot of churches will not even hire a pastor today unless they've got a degree in psychology. Jesus did not meet their expectations. And then they said, I want you to take a look at verse 3. Is not this... They referred to Jesus as a this. They used it in a derogatory way. They were low-rating the Lord Jesus Christ. This. This carpenter. This peasant. How dare he say that he is the Messiah. This. They low-rated him. I wonder... Today, how many people have grew up with Jesus in the church over the years and their life low rates Jesus Christ? What do you mean, Brother James? I mean this. Jesus is way down here in your life. Other things are more important to you than your church attendance, your Bible reading. And I can go on and on with that. Jesus is low-rated in your life. Is not this the carpenter? Today, carpentry is an honorable trade. If you know what you're doing, you can make some right good money at it, being a carpenter. But then, carpentry was... Way down on the lower levels of being a peasant. And in their minds, they thought that this disqualified him because he did such things. These people knew all about Jesus. Grew up with him. Is not this the carpenter? Seven points of truth where they knew about Christ. Look at it there in verse 3. Is not this the carpenter? The son of Mary. Oh yeah, he's the one that Mary went off with a Roman soldier and had that young and out of wedlock. Don't think they didn't throw that in his face. Is not this the son of Mary? The brother of James, Joseph. Judah, Simon, are not his sisters here with us? Seven things that they knew about Christ and they were spot on in what they were saying. They knew all about him, but they didn't know him on a personal level. And I wonder today, how many grew up in the church with Jesus and they know things about Him, but they don't know Him on a personal level. They don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ. They have a religion 
of Christianity. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. Verse 3, the Bible also says that they were offended at him. How many grew up in the church with Jesus, but yet they are offended at him? Let me tell you this. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. But this scripture right here offends some church folks. And they won't share that with people out here in the world because that offends people of other religions. You're in essence telling them that they're going to hell. And that statement offends you. One particular preacher down in Texas, some time ago, he was interviewed by Larry King. And Larry King asked the question, this well-known television preacher got one of the largest churches in the United States today. He said, we've noticed that in your church, you never mention the cross. You never talk about sin. You don't call people sinners. Why is that? He said, well, when you call somebody a sinner, that offends people. When you mention the cross, when you start telling people that they are so bad, they're sinners, that God himself had to come down here and die on a cross to save them, that makes people feel bad. He's right. But it's the truth. You've got to realize that you are a sinner. And that you will bust hell wide open if it wasn't for the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bottom line. Well, Brother James, that offends people. I can't help that. But that's what God has given us to preach. And if that offends you, then you've got a problem. They were offended at Jesus. Now let's take a look at Jesus' response to them. Dana, if you will, go to Luke chapter 4, verse 23. Luke 4. Verse 23. And he said unto them, You shall surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, No prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth, Many widows were in Israel in the day of Elijah, When the heaven was shut up three years and six months, When great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent, Save unto Sarepta, a city of Sodom, unto a woman that was a widow. Stop right there, if you will. 
What did Jesus mean by that? What was he saying here? This woman was a Gentile. She lived in Gentile territory. And God sent Elijah during a time of famine to a Gentile. Why did God do that? Because this woman had faith. God could not send this prophet to his own people. His own chosen people. God had to step outside of what he had chosen to spread his word. He had to step outside of that in order to do what he wanted to do. Let's read on. What else did he say? Verse 27. Dana, if you will, scroll that up. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them was cleansed save Naaman the Syrian. A healing miracle took place in Gentile territory. Naaman was a Gentile. But a miracle did not take place among God's chosen people. Why? Because of a lack of faith. It's disturbing to me when God has to step outside the church to get His will and work accomplished. God is going to be wherever there is faith. He said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, If two of you shall agree on earth as touching any one thing, And if you ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. A lot of people are gathering in houses of worship today. But they're not gathering so much in the name of Jesus as they are gathering in the name of their tradition and in the name of their religion. And God is not there. But for those who gather themselves together in the name of Jesus Christ and gather together in faith believing, he said, I'm there. I thank God for the visitors that we have here in the church today. Thank God for you. Please come again. Those of you who are members, you're just expected to be here. But things come up and you can't be here in whatever the case. So I never know from one Sunday to the next who is going to be here. So no, I don't sit down and plan out a sermon for particular people. Okay? So don't think, sit here and think, well, the preacher's preaching it so and so today. Oh, he's really stepping all over their toes today. I never know from week to week who's going to be here. But I tell you one thing. Brother, I love you, and I'm glad to see you. But your presence here doesn't excite me as much as the presence of God excites me. And that's what I'm talking about. If only two or three show up here in this service on Sunday morning, if Jesus Christ shows up, Glory to God. Oh, we're going to have church now. Glory to God.
Here's the sad thing about it. Mark chapter 6, verse 5. He could there do no mighty work. The answer to every problem in that synagogue could have been resolved that day had the people had faith, had they believed in what Jesus was saying. But because of a lack of faith, he could there do no mighty work. And that's the exact same reason why there's no miracles in the church today. It's because the people don't have the faith as they ought to have. They got so angry with Jesus. They carried him up to the brow of the hill and they threatened to throw him over headlong and kill him. But somehow, in that chaos, he was able to get by him. He could do no mighty work there. And he went round about the villages teaching. And it's a shame today. That in order for the Lord to do what He wants to do, He has to go outside the church to do it. The answer to every problem we have is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe it? What will your response be to Jesus' great announcement? If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.